With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Randy Lemons does not necessarily endorse any of the products or services advertised on this program. Welcome back. This is the Garden Line. I was trying to wait for the headline as well. I know you only have a limited amount of time, but... Oh, well, first of all, good morning. Good I'm here with Nikki. I'm Randy Lemon. Uh, we are going to be doing Garden Line very quickly here, but I, I was like, how was the hiring and fire, firing of Tom Herman, the hiring of Steve Sarkeesian, not like the headline story? Well, for this is Texas, dang it. Yes, but actually, I had that story yesterday. Oh, man, that was after crazy. you had left. That started breaking a little bit right after that. I think the thing that caught me way off guard was one minute they said they fired Tom Herman, and then the next minute, boom, was that quick? That's very unusual. So the fact that that happened that quickly means that some people knew about it for a long time, and there was no leaking of these stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressed and and mortified at the same time. Working in the media, I'm thinking, ooh, that that should have leaked out a long time ago. There were contracts being negotiated. (laughs) Whack-a-mole. So it's like all these uh, college football head coaches making millions of dollars to never coach again. Kevin Sumlin. Tom Herman. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Strong had to give up some of his money so he could take that head coaching job again. Interesting. Huh, just <laughs> I'm, I'm like shocked that that's not like still the lead story. But there have been lots of interesting things. There is. And I did. I, I hope nothing happened, but I, there was nothing I could do about it because it passed me just at the I saw a wrong way driver right here on the 610 loop. He was coming around underneath this way. I'm trying he was going from east to west underneath the freeway here at Westheimer in the 610 loop this morning. Scary, scary. Yesterday, going home from work, I was on San Felipe at Hillcroft, stopped at a red light. Car came screaming through. That's like a 30-mile-an-hour speed zone. Car came screaming through at least 60 miles an hour, blew right through the red light. Didn't hit anybody, Ooh. but terrifying. That was. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad we're all here this morning. Let's uh, make sure. We can have some fun with Garden Line, like we said yesterday. I, I, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, say good morning to the young AG, the young Andrew Green. Uh, he is behind the board on Sundays for a while. He will eventually, until he 
moves on somewhere else. But I've done, we went through this, right? You have to give me one good spring. You got to get me all the way till June 30th, right? As my producer on Saturdays and Sundays, all right? I'll make it worthwhile. We're both wearing our school colors today. Uh, I'll give Andrew a shout out. He got his, uh, he granulated, as we like to say, <laughs> from U of H uh, just, what, about a month ago? Not even a month ago. Probably what, around December 10th, 11th, 12th, somewhere around in there. Did y'all get to walk or was it all virtual? No, we did a virtual ceremony, okay. and uh, I didn't even know when my ceremony was. I just saw that my name was up there. <laughs> you didn't participate, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I just wanted my, my piece of paper with my name and out of there. Well, so as someone who uh, worked for a university for a good decade, uh, congratulations. Uh, someone who also uh, knows the importance of getting that degree. Uh, I am proud of you, young man. So uh, that's cool. Uh, good to know. And he's wearing his colors. He's wearing his U of H colors. I'm wearing my Aggie colors this morning, only because it's one of the more comfortable sweatshirts I have when it's that cold outside and I'm leaving the house. I did bring my Sunday. Go- Andrew saw this and he thinks, are you going to a book signing today or something? No, I brought my Sunday go to meeting clothes. Um, then I'll change into and head on out back to the Tomball area to go to Yurch. Uh, a little bit later on this morning. So, But all things said, um, I'm going to talk a lot about some things we talked about yesterday. And this is kind of for the benefit of our producer, the young AG. And uh, when you call in on the program, if you've got any garden line questions, 713-212-KTRH. Now's a great hour to call in and get those questions answered in detail. You can ask your questions in detail, too, in this first hour. Also, we'll do questions and we're going to do contest. Not contest. What's the thing? Kind of giveaways from 7 to 9 o'clock. Whether I told you this part yesterday, Andrew, at the end of the day, uh, tomorrow, January 4th, is my birthday. So I give the gifts on Garden Line when it's my birthday. And so we're going to be giving away some, um, a, it's a combination of my books plus some of these leftover books. If you'll look over my right shoulder over here, this stack of books we have that I get from uh, publishing houses all over the place, most of them all gardening related one way or another. And uh, it, they're fun if you will put them together. We'll have the winner that gets kind of two books. you got to be willing to come to the radio station to get them. We're in the Galleria area. Yes, we've opened our offices. And yes, they have the protections in place. And yes, they'll expect you to wear a mask when you walk in. But you have to show your ID, and it has to match what you give the young AG if you are a winner today. But we're not going to be doing that until 7 through 9 o'clock. Why am I stopping at 9 o'clock? Because i got a special guest coming in at 9 o'clock, one of our... One of our own. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair enough to say, but uh, Dr. Joe Galati, uh, he also has a new book out called Eating Ourselves. I think it's called Eating Ourselves Six, but uh, I will get the exact title of that book shortly. Uh, but it's uh, actually really good timing, uh, especially for people like me in my life and my recent, well, this birthday coming up tomorrow. You know, I have to be very conscientious about some of the things I eat. I Do I still eat whatever I want, whenever I want? On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, maybe a 2, 3, but uh, I do have to be very conscientious of it at my age. So it's something that um, I wished I'd have known a whole lot more about eating well, because by eating well in the last year, um, it was actually January 20th. <laughs> a year ago, that something snapped in me and made me start eating better and start working out a little bit better just to get in better shape. Uh, not lose a ton of weight, but just got in better shape. And it's really paid off in some of the things that I've done from workout perspective. I actually uh, stumped my daughter a little bit last night. We did the uh, just dance workout routine. <laughs> and so I was too cold for me to go out and do anything outside yesterday. So I actually had her, because one of her 
their presence, the kids' presence this year, was um, the Switch, the Nintendo Switch. And uh, I'm uh, actually glad we got that for the kids because there's some fun stuff for mom and dad to play, too. And one of those is actually a workout on Just Dance. There are a couple of different workouts. And man, it was a tough workout, but... Uh, my daughter didn't think I'd make it 30 minutes, and uh, I went 36 minutes, so in the air. <laughs> and I wouldn't have done that a year ago, but I am doing that now. So kind of perfect timing, get you guys interested also in Dr. G's new book. Uh, so the the question will be the over and under, Andrew, how many times will I say, what up, G, <laughs> to Dr. Galati later on this morning? That'll be during the 9 to 10 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that, because I haven't seen him face-to-face quite a while. I'll just change email, exchange uh Text and uh, just see some of his stuff on uh, social media, and uh, really proud of him too. Just to what he's done with his radio career over the last uh, I don't know, seems like sixteen plus years that he's been doing that for KTRH. So one of our own uh, will be all along for the ride in the six o'clock hour. And you know, I'm going to pose it. I'm going to ask some questions along the line about his book and uh, how we can eat better. Just simple steps to eating better and instead of eating ourselves sick, because uh, some of the foods that we do eat are what lead to whatever these allergies we have that lead to sinus headaches that lead to, and you name it, and you name it, and you name it, the little domino effect based on that. So we'll get into uh, uh, the details of that book but not for a few hours from now. So in the meantime, let's talk Garden Line. And uh, I'm going to set this stage up again like I did yesterday. And this is for the benefit of the young AG over there, Andrew Green, behind the board. Some of the things that you don't know about is we got lots of things we can and should be doing, horticulturally speaking, at this time of the year. Sure, we're not putting out fertilizer. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I say, sadly, about 60-65% of our questions during the springtime, they're all about the lawn care, when they should also be about the vegetable beds. They should also be about building the beds. They should be about tree planting, fruit tree planting. We've got all this stuff that can still go on, even if it is 40 degrees outside. All right? As long as it's not freezing or below, there's so many things we can and should be doing and consider doing at this time of the year. Having said that, yes, you can take the break all you want at this time of the year. But when you take a complete break for two months and you don't look at what's going on, then the weeds are popping up because maybe you mistimed the pre-emergent herbicide. There's some things that we always apply. It's never too late to do the right things to. Those things we can and should talk about on a day like today. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Just looking through the list. Besides the it's never too late to do the right thing on the pre-emergent herbicide, this is the cool season herbicide time. This is the dormant oil spray season. We did this in detail yesterday. It's not the... uh, Subject matter that we have talked about in detail, like I probably didn't, I remember 20 years ago, I mean, we got in, always in January, we were just hammering dormant oil spray season, dormant oil spray season. And one of the reasons we haven't talked about that in probably eight, nine years is we haven't had the kind of freezing weather to put us in that like deep, deep dormancy. We were still seeing fall color on our trees up till like mid-December. So we haven't been in what I consider the true dormant state until just the past two, three weeks. So get the dormant oil spray out. If you need more information about that and why, give us a call at 713-212-KTRH. Also, it's tree pruning season. We talked about that in detail yesterday. We got a good 45-day window. You need to get it done. Don't put it off until after Valentine's Day, if you ask me. Time to remulch the bed. Best time to plant trees, both... um, 
Well, I'm thinking mostly the hardwood trees. We'll talk about planting the fruit trees a little bit later on in the year, maybe into February moving forward. If you buy a fruit tree and it's in a container, hang on to it, keep it in the container, baby it until we know we're done with all freezing weather. Um, all there things to consider, cold crops can still go in. It's time to put a lot of bulbs in. Time to change out the color. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I'm here for you on the garden line. 713-212-KTRH. We'll do the giveaways. I say that. Oh, well, by the way, and I didn't set the stage on that, but here we go. Well, how we do the giveaways is trivia and reverse trivia. So if you're not familiar with reverse trivia, Andrew, they're going to ask me a gardening question or a 1962 question. 1962 is my birth year. Yeah, I know. Older than your own dad. <laughs> And uh, we, but I, 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 I bet you I behave younger than him, huh? Come on, you come, you call him the old man. I know you do. Come on, Dad, stop acting so old, right? All right. So uh, we're going to be talking and doing trivia and reverse trivia. We did it both ways yesterday as well, and we had winners all across the board. It's easy to win. And if you're going to ask me a simple question and I answer it, don't expect me to just give you a book or the two book combination. If you are, you know, challenge me a little bit on this and then challenge me with all those other questions. Yeah, we're not talking fertilization schedule, but you know what? Good New Year's resolutions. That's something to talk about, too, over the next couple of weekends here on the Garden Line. What's your gardening? What's your horticultural New Year's resolution? If uh, 2020 didn't teach you to get busy in the garden, maybe we can make it happen again in our even more so in 2021. So that's being that all being said, I'm going to give out the phone number one more time. I know we got a couple of calls on the board, but we got to take our first break. So here we go. 713-212-KTRH. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. Garden Line with Randy Lemon since 1996, making your neighbors green with envy. All right, let's get after it. What do you say? Got a Brad in Pinehurst and uh, Vincent. I hope that's Vincent because if it's Vincent, we're going to have to work on the spelling there. And Vincent's in West Park area, and we get things started with Brad Pinehurst. Good morning, Brad. You're on the air. Morning, Randy. What's up? Uh, last week, you were talking about a specific fungicide on a pomegranate, and I didn't have a chance to write that down. I have the exact same brown spots all over the fruit and I got lots of fruit, lots and lots of fruit, but they get these dark brown spots and don't really look very nice. And you had, you said they're subject to a certain kind of fungus, and to use something specific. Yeah, I mean they uh, they definitely get the. It is a fungal disease, and most people will end up using not right now when they're covered in, in fruit because once you get to this point and there I've got the black spots it's it's irrelevant does that make sense but it's called yes. circospora and you can use most of the systemic fungicides that we've talked about on this program for years oh. the mo the most prominent one is propiconazole some people call it banner banner based ppz propiconazole that's those are the best ones for pomegranate trees now All right, one more well, I'm going to throw in one more for you because uh, you're going to, if you've got a healthier tree, you can catch this early enough, then you'll probably want to use a copper-based fungicide earlier in the year a couple of times. That'll okay, keep you I'll from do. getting it, too. I'll, go, I'll do that. And then the other was yesterday you were talking about the uh, dormant oil spray. And, of course, I do the poor man every month neem oil spray 
is it still a good thing for all the like stone fruits to do a dormant oil spray right now? No, not on the fruit trees. That's I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you for catching that. But yesterday we were talking about mostly the shrubs and the hardwood trees that get the scale insect. I don't see you getting that kind of scale insect on your fruit trees that the dormant oil spray is so important for. Okay. So you doing the poor man spray schedule on your fruit trees, you just keep on keeping on. Perfect, man. Happy birthday. Have a great one. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Here is Vincent in the West Park area. Morning, Vincent. Hey, good morning, Randy. Question on uh, leaf mold compost top dress, my St. Augustine and aerate. I'm planning to do that late February, early March. Should I also apply the synthetic green up per your schedule? If you're going to follow the schedule, all right, it's good. Just good. Yeah, good questions early on a Sunday morning. I like getting into detail, making the brain have to work a little bit harder. If I, I'm, I like to put myself in your shoes. If I woke up in your shoes and I, I have not done an aeration compost top dressing, I still stay true to the schedule no matter what. So that means you know mid February. You keep listening to me. Will it be early February? Will it be mid February? Will it be late February? We're gonna do the early green up. The fifteen five ten. Whether we're doing an organic schedule or not, now we're going to do the early green up. If I have kind of scheduled my aeration and compost top dressing for the first of March, okay. Does that clarify it for you at all? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I was kind of planning on doing it late February, early March. You know, just kind of get yourself get yourself a good two weeks. If I have a chance to do a two week window. I'm going to do okay. the early green up, then two weeks later, I'll do the aeration compost top dressing. Sounds good. All right. Now, you, what, let's, let's, t- let's take that one step outside of the box, okay? What if you don't get the early green up done and you do the aeration and compost top dressing? Can you still do the early green up? Absolutely. Just wait another two weeks on the backside of the aeration compost top dressing. Does that put you off schedule a little bit? But it's better to be off schedule by two weeks than it is to not have everything go down as per the schedule calls for. Okay. Sounds good. Hope that helps. Happy birthday, Uh, Thank you very much. Yes, if you're just now tuning in tomorrow. Okay, I'm tired. I I get the blue light flashing off this placard. (laughs) It's like... It's very disturbing to me. It must be even more disturbing to you. Um, I was talking. We went up here at the radio stations on the weekend here at KTRH. We're in charge of everything. All we oversee all. Well, all six of the radio stations up here, and God bless our producers and board ops that work on our weekends because they're the only ones that keep some of our radio stations on the air. Because <laughs> they're automated, but when the automation messes up a little bit, uh, they let us know. And then the producer of the Garden Line radio program at that time has to jump in to be the producer of Name the Radio Station. It's a little annoying. But the, so what happens, this is a little blue light. It's like a Kmart blue light special light. Seriously, Kmart blue light special light. But the, where it happens in that studio, it reflects right off this placard in our studio. And it, it is kind of annoying to the host. <laughs> I guarantee that does not happen Monday through Friday for uh, our Buddies with the morning news show. You think that happens? Because all of them have their producers in in house by that time. Okay, there's your little peel back the curtain moment with young Andrew Green and myself, the young AG. I got the Doctor JG coming later on this morning. 
What up, G? <laughs> Get practice of that. <laughs> you want to you come out and practice this with me. All right, you ready? Uh, Dr. Joe Galati is going to be here from 9 to 10 o'clock. You know Dr. Joe. Yes. Yeah, but I, I all my Dr. friends Joe. that have the last name of G, uh-huh. like where my kids go to school, there's Mr. Grinky and Mr. Greedle. It's like every time I see him, I was what up, G? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm practicing that for Dr. Joe. Okay. To, Want me to you know, do it? Say, what up, G? <laughs> What up, G? <laughs> that was, was that good? Was that, was, that? okay? That was, Need a little work on that. that? Was so, what up, so G? So white of you. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get ready for that a little bit later on this morning. We're also taking your garden line questions, especially for the next hour and a half, two hours and a half, uh, and especially the next half hour. I got Ruth and Hockley's going to be coming back. We're going to be talking about her Japanese U. By the way, Japanese U is Y E W, a little training point for a young AG. Uh, Japanese. But I knew exactly what you meant by that. And here's the phone number. The rest of you can get in behind Ruth. Or it could be Ruthie. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. 99.1 HT2. It's News Radio 740 KTRH on FM. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Doing our research, 1962 is a very interesting year musically. It was all over the place. Before you first, you know, I guess you could say rock and roll took hold by about 1965. So there's a little bit of rock, there's a little bit of soul, there's a little bit of country, a lot of beach music, beach guitar music. Think Dickie Dale. I just found out that um, the Monster Mash which everybody in every radio station plays in the Halloween, was originally written in 1962. I, I would have thought it was younger than that. I didn't think it would be nearly 60 years old. I thought it would, done, would have been done around like 1975-ish. But was I off? Like that. There's some interesting songs, some good songs, some really bad songs. <laughs> Golly, there's some bad songs from 1962. A lot of really soft stuff. So it's good. We'll, we'll we'll play with that next hour. Maybe the next two hours, we'll throw some 1962 songs at you. I think I've about had it with the let's get into the new year and let's get 2020 behind us theme music. We tried that yesterday. Boring. <laughs> it wasn't near as fun as I thought it was going to be. 
It was uh, a little more boring than I expected. All right, let's get back to the board of calls. By the way, I, let's correct me if not. Is it Ruthie or is it just Ruth? Is it uh, Ruth? Look at me, AG. Is it Ruthie or is it just Ruth? Ruthie. Okay, good. We'll get to Ruthie and Hockley in just a second. I do need to get out the phone number. The rest of you can get in behind that. If you got a question, now's the time to get it in. Saw the detail we went through during the first half hour, 713-212-KTRH. If you're interested in doing the trivia or reverse trivia, Hang on to that until 7 o'clock hour. 713-212-5874. Ruthie Hockley, good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday, Randy. Thank you. Uh, my kids are building a new house. They want to plant some Japanese yew by the house. How close can they plant the tree to the house? Well, you're not going to find it in tree form. <laughs> You'll find it in shrub form. So in that respect, you can plant as close as you really want. Most Japanese yews are up against the house, the foundation. If your worry is that the root systems are going to be a threat to the foundation, as long as you have a good watering system in place, irrigation system in place, you don't ever have to worry yeah. about that Japanese yew being a threat to the foundation. And even if you didn't have good watering... That wouldn't be an issue for at least 20 years. Oh, okay. Does that allay your fear at all? That does. Exactly what I wanted to know. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, so if this is for your forever home, then let's yes. make sure our irrigation is always checked on, checked up, in place, and it will benefit you with that Japanese you. 20 years from now. If this is okay. not your forever home, I'm sorry, but the truth is it's somebody else's problem 20 years from now. <laughs> no, it is a forever forever home. It's out in the country. So that's great. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, but Japanese U is so versatile. Um, you can do it in shadier environments. It can take sun. I would never plant it all out and it's open like all day sun, but... If it got a couple hours of late afternoon sun, even though it was in shade most of the day, or if it just got filtered light all day, very useful, very versatile. It's always been in my suggestion as a plant, like in my new book, New Decade Gardening, in the shrubs chapter, about the top 40 shrubs that we really can work with. I've had a note here to myself from yesterday, see that young AG, to talk, talk a little bit about pineapple guava because... That was that question came up yesterday, and somebody had not pruned theirs very much at all, and they were already 15 feet tall. You don't think about that, you know, with accented shrubbery in the backyard. I absolutely adore pineapple guava, and I don't have enough of it and never have had enough of it in my landscape. We have had some, you know, singed pineapple guava on freezes. I remember back in 2010, 2011, did some, you know, heavy damage on the pineapple guava. But since then, talk about nearly a decade of untouched pineapple guava. It can handle our cold weather. It can handle very light freezes. Uh, there's some places north northwest of us that got nipped by a little frost last night. Uh, so the pine pineapple guava is not going to die because of that. Um, I don't know. I don't even think hibiscus are going to die from that. They're going to get singed, and you know, on singed plants, we're going to find a week or two down the line here. We're going to get and get in there and prune back the singed material. And then, if we are to see ourselves facing a harder freeze than what we've experienced so far in the last six weeks, then we cover them. Those kind of tropical plants or the semi-tropical plants that we prune back a little bit, we've got to protect them. And that was the detailed discussion yesterday is that if you are going to prune something like a pineapple guava or even a hibiscus 
and we get a f- really hard freeze coming in here. And for us, when we say hard freeze, we're talking like mid to lower 20s for several hours, not 31 degrees for 30 minutes. Does that make sense? We, we got to be below 30 for several hours for us to consider it a hard freeze and be very, very damaging to landscape plants such as the pineapple guava, such as the hibiscus, the bougainvilleas. Uh, we are going to do our best to protect them after a prune because that exposed prune, that cut, that flesh that's exposed to the air, it's like a straw to the cold weather and it pulls it in further and further to the plant. And that's when you lose some of these tropicals and semi-tropicals is if you prune them, get a freeze, hard freeze, and don't do everything you can to protect them from that hard freeze. If you need more detail on that at all, give us a call this morning, 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. Also, uh, if you got a suggestion or two, do this via email. Don't uh, Poor Andrew, young age, he's, he's a little busy this morning with everything else going on. Uh, well, let's not take calls on this little subject I'm coming up with right now. Ready? Songs from 1962. What would be good, fun, bump music songs from 1962? Because, I mean, it's everything from Soldier Boy from the Shirelles to uh, Return to Cinder from Elvis Presley. But songs that everybody knows. Can you believe that Monster Mash, 1962? Everybody knows that song. So we'll have some fun with that a little bit later on. I've got Up on the Roof by the Drifters, so you don't have to. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. I, I did that karaoke style one year, many, many years ago. Did you know we did that one year? <laughs> we were looking for bump music ideas, and it was a quiz. And so here's all these songs. And what did they all have in common? At one time or another, Randy Lemon has done them as karaoke. <laughs> So we did that one year. We won't do that today. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at this list. It's supposed to be the top 100 songs in 1962, and there's some never heard of. Mashed Potato Time. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, I'll tell you who's all over this is you have uh, the Four Seasons and Ray Charles. They're all over 1962, from what I can tell. Uh, there's some fun stuff on here. Little Town Flirt. I do not remember that. I know who Del Shannon is, but I don't remember that song, Little Town Flirt. Of course, I was just born then, but it's not like I was listening to music in 1962 unless my mom was. So uh, with all that said, let's take a quick little break. Uh, we'll be back with your Garden Line calls at 713-212-KTRH. That 713-212-5874. And we'll do the trivia and reverse trivia next hour. Randy Lemon, with a simple, he can send the fire ants off to your neighbor's house. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the latest. It's the greatest. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mashed potatoes oh, my God. He found it. <laughs> uh, that's Sorry, but that's not good music. <laughs> But that's that's 1962 for you. Okay, so you ready? 
I'll have to set up Young AG like this because I'm sure he's not totally down with the trivia, reverse trivia. So, so we have a couple of minutes before the top of the hour. Let me do a little training on AG here. You ready? All right. So and turn. You got. Put your headset on. Put your microphone on. Let's. Uh, you are a contestant, so you can get an idea of what. Mm, let's see. All right, this is good for you. Okay. These are a couple of good examples. So trivia, horticultural trivia, if you will. And when people call in and want me to do the trivia on them, I will probably give them four choices, three or four choices. And they have to get it right, and they can win the books. And if they want to do this, if they want to ask me a horticultural trivia, I don't need the four options. They can ask me a, a bona fide, what happened, blah, 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 or you know, what was this product, or you name it. I can probably answer singularly on that. But if you're going to ask me, or if I'm going to ask you the question, here we go. This is a good one. What is the technical term for planting seeds? Fertilizing, sowing, xeriscaping, or germination? Sowing. Sowing. Very good. All right, that's easy. Um, let me see if I can get you a little bit harder one. Which of these nutrients do plants not get from the soil? Are you ready? Oh, no, the computer screen just went blank on me. I'll get right back up. Bear with me for just a second. Oh, gosh. I hit the wrong button. I am so sorry. Let me do this back and back. I don't know why that happened so badly. Okay, now I'm on the right page again. All right, so I have to scroll down past again. Which of these nutrients do plants not get from the soil? All right. Which of these nutrients do the plants not get from the soil? All right. Nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus, or carbon? Carbon. Very good. Not bad. Two in a row. Wish we had time to do a third one. Which of the following is, is the term for a plant that continues to grow season after season? For at least two years. Annual, biennial, or perennial? Perennial. Very good. So, now, those were easy. They won't be that easy for the callers, but I needed to give young AG a chance at this. Uh, but they'll be along those lines. We'll do a little ultimate gardening quiz for the green thumbs out there. See who's got it down. Um, I think the one we asked young Callum yesterday was... He got wrong. I can't remember what it was now, but it had something to do with rabbits. <laughs> I know that. We'll be back with hour number two of the Garden Line coming right after the news, weather, and traffic break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
back. This is The Garden Line. I'm your host, Randy Lemon. There's our producer board op, chief bottle washer, driving the ship behind the, the bulletproof glass over there, the young AG, Andrew Green. He's going to first take your calls at 713-212-KTRH. I didn't set this up like I should have yet the first hour, but I will. Whether you're calling with a question or whether you want to play our trivia game, I'll set you up on the trivia game here shortly, but we'll also blend in. We will weave in our questions as we normally do. When you're calling the young AG, he just needs your first name, what part of town you're calling from. We were very specific earlier, like Ruthie and Hockley. You know, we had uh, it could be Randy in Rose Hill. That's actually where I live, but I have a Tomball address. I can't vote in Tomball elections, but uh, this is un, you know they just incorporated us. But I still live in Rose Hill, Texas, for a <laughs> lack of a better way of defining this. And you, by the way, remind everybody where did you go to high school? Here, you were from the local area, so where did you go to high school? Deer Park. Deer Park. Okay, good. We now know that. So when you call, it's you know Andrew from Deer Park, and then you can be very brief with Andrew. So, like, we had a, our first question out of the barrel today was pomegranates. And then we had a compost question, lawn fertilization question, and I'm a, a Japanese you for uh, Ruthie's as an example. Just what's the subject matter you want to talk to me in detail about? You can be very, very brief with the young AG. 713-212-KTRH. If you want a chance at winning these books, the book, my book, New Decade Gardening, A Gulf Coast Guide, and then one from the prize pool of all the books that I get throughout the year. Since we're not going to be doing a home and garden show in January, where I usually just give them away. <laughs> if someone buys like my book at a home and garden show, then I just kind of give them one of these. Uh, and they're fun, and they're good. A lot of quality books. I just don't need them all. Of, say, the 20-plus books that I'll get in a year, right? I'll keep maybe two of them. So I've got a few over here that we can give away. If you just want my book... That's fine, too. Just make sure you tell that to the young AG when we fill out your form. And he's going to ask you for, if you are a winner, he's going to ask you for details like your address because you're going to have to confirm that when you come to pick it up at the radio station. If you have no desire to get out or get to the radio station, right, and you got to be willing to do this within 90 days because they will clean out the prize closet every 90 days and they'll kind of recycle everything back and it won't be here with your name on it in 90 days if you don't pick it up and don't want to pick it up within the next 90 days, then be honest and let's just say, uh, you know what, I'm probably not going to come pick it up. So you can put those books back into the prize pool. Are we all clear on that? You just got to be willing to give your uh, specific address information to the young AG because he has to fill out the form for you. And then we'll, we'll also determine which of the extra books you get. I'll go through those when we have our first winner. Here's a great uh, question that stumped uh Nikki walking out during the theme music playing. I'll ask this of you. I don't know if you had our mics on in the background over there, but what strawberry is the only fruit to bear its seeds on the outside? You have any wild guesses in there, young AG? What fruit is the only fruit that bears its seeds on the outside? Apricot. Apricot. The seeds on the inside. <laughs> That was a good guess. You are the weakest link. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, is it the strawberry? Think about it. There's all the seeds on the outside. It has. The average strawberry has how many seeds? 10, 50. 20, 50, 100. I say 50. 100. 
but you were close. I'm impressed. So those are the kind of things we could throw your way. Or it could be 1962 trivia. Yesterday we had a couple of good 1962 trivias. I was I was just certain I nailed the one about the Corvette, but turned out I was wrong. And then that brought up the what would I do if I was uber rich, if I like won $450 million lottery. One of the first things I did is go out and buy me a 1962 Corvette because it is my birth year. And it's one of the coolest looking models of the Corvette ever. Uh, so <laughs> I would do that. And then I don't, the other thing, you may not get this yet until you're like making your own food all the time when you're like start liking cooking and going out fine dining. But I would hire uh, Brian Streeter. I think I called him James Streeter yesterday. Brian Streeter, the chef away from the cake bread winery. He can be my full time chef. <laughs> if I were uber rich and I could hire my own full time chef, they would I'd have to hire Brian Streeter away from. Cake Bread Winery. There's a whole story behind that we won't get into right now. So, here we go. Questions, 713-212-KTRH. You just want to ask me a question, a garden question. You give your name, where you're calling from, and briefly, what do you want to talk to me in detail about? You do that with Andrew, and he will get you up on the board. If you want to ask me a trivia question as a means to earn the book, then you can call 713-212-KTRH as well. Or let's flip it back to normal trivia. So that would be reverse trivia if you're going to ask me the question. But if you want me to ask you a gardening trivia question, or even a 1962 trivia question, because that's maybe your birth year too, uh, sometimes we can handle those questions a little bit better than the gardening questions. But we will do it one way or the other as a means to give away the books, because if you're just now tuning in, tomorrow, January 4th, is my birthday, and that's why we give away the gifts here on Garden Line. <laughs> when it's my birthday, I'm giving you the gifts, but that's the way we've had fun with it for years here on the Garden Line. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. And uh, also, I'm going to throw one more trivia question Andrew's way because I found out off the air that he... Is as young as he is, is was a fan and has binge watched Breaking Bad. So if you are really good at that kind of uh, trivia too, Breaking Bad trivia, well, here's one that's horticulturally related. Name the plant that he poisoned Young Brock with. Lily of the Valley. Very good. Did you? Here's the craziest thing that the Lily of the Valley uh, discussion is here. I got to. I got to come back on this. This was interesting. That years ago, France, in the country of France, here it is, May 1st is considered the festival of the Lily of the Valley. The celebration includes giving bouquets of Lily of the Valley to loved ones, wishing them health and happiness. And now the movie, or not movie, the series Breaking Bad pretty much ruined that for everybody from now on, if you are a Breaking Bad fan. Lily of the Valley, I was like, by the way, for those people that think that Brock got poisoned with ricin, they didn't explain it. It wasn't ricin that poisoned him, but you'd get the same symptoms, not, just not nearly as deadly, get the same symptoms from Lily of the Valley if you conjure it up, cook it up. All right, so let's do this. We've got a, a garden question. We're getting things started this hour. We'll take a break at the quarter of the hour we would normally do, and we'll set up some questions and Hopefully some trivia as a means to give away these books. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. And you can ask a question, and you can still play the trivia as well. Rick, Kima, good morning. You're on the air. Hey, Randy. Um, Long-time listener. Love your show. I had 
a heck of a time with the sod webworms this last summer and, and fall. And I followed all the stuff I read on your uh, page and anything anybody could tell me, and it seemed like I just still couldn't get rid of them. Am I doing something wrong? No, they were just really bad this past year. And if you weren't, um, I, I hate to admit it, but we were admitting that if you weren't willing to over-chemicalize your yard, you were going to have a hard time controlling it. And let me put it to you in terms that you might understand. You read my stuff, but if you weren't dead on every three days or so with an application and alternating between those applications, you, you missed an opportunity to stop the reproduction cycle. And, of course, that meant... More sod webworms, more sod webworms, more sod webworms. There were some cases where you just had to be out there every three days, not every five days. And, you know, the original uh, protocol is once every seven days for about, you know, 14 days. So you go in three applications. Well, then we bumped that up to the extreme. And we also kind of mixed in a little bit of organic with a little bit of synthetic. We were doing everything we could. We threw it. And it wasn't 100% for everybody. We know that. We admit it. But... It was also an infestation beyond anything we could uh, normally control. So those people that were having sure. trouble with it, just by the way, let me back up and say, just because you saw moths did not mean you couldn't get it controlled. Uh, a lot of times people saw, kept seeing moths, but they weren't seeing a wave of damage anymore. And that was a good sign. But just seeing the moths does not mean you couldn't get control of it. The continued wave of yeah, death my- over the yard means you couldn't get control of it. Yeah, mine, I continued to have it until just uh, when the weather started getting really cold and I'm left with only a few little green patches. But um, the the other part of the question is, will all that come back or am I going to have to do something drastic come uh, I cannot answer that without being there and looking at it, but here's the way to look at it. If I don't have 50% of the area covered in grass blades, then I probably need to start over. 50% or more. Thank you, sir. Have You're welcome. Day. And appreciate your comment, too, at the beginning. Uh, always love those kind of comments. Keeps Love it when you keep coming back for more information, too. But, oh, yeah, the sod webworms. Let's hope, much like 2020 with the pandemic, sod webworms are a thing of our past in the coming years. I used When I first started doing Garden Line, sod webworms were well-known as a cyclical insect once every eight or nine years. Seems like we've had them every other year heavily for the last eight or nine years. So interesting, you know, when we there are certain insecticides we can't use anymore, that doesn't help us in trying to control certain infestations like this. Hopefully we will not be talking about it that detailed. And I mean, kind of, you know, it's not there now. And what you have is what you have. Deal with it in terms of a percentage of grass left. But I'm going to start over in another month or so if I'm not at, 50% or more grass in that area because all that wide open damaged area is just going to be an in, it's just an invite to weed seeds for the next 60 days. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. Since 1996, where Houston reports crepe murder. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've got your picture that you gave to me. Like it used to be The only thing different The only thing new I've got your picture She's got you Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. That's a song from 1962. Now, I can listen to anything from Patsy Cline. <laughs> but uh, that... It shows you there is a lot of very soft songs like this that were considered the top 100 songs in 1962. That's the birth year of this young man in studio here. Me, Randy Lemon. 1962, the birthday is tomorrow, but we celebrate it on Garden Line by me giving you the gifts. I think some people are intimidated by this. I'm not going to ask you really hard questions. I really am not. You saw I gave you three perfect examples that I, I tested the young AG with, and he nailed all three of them. Just to kind of put your brain on it. And yet, if you want to ask me a question, reverse the trivia. I can also, you stump me, I will get you um, a copy of my book, and I'll get you a copy of another gardening book that we have from our prize stash. Just a collection of books we get from promotion offices. So don't be intimidated. It's a fun way to give away copies of my book. We don't make it that hard. I'm not going to, like this, I, I won't, let's try this from a difficulty standpoint. You like hot peppers? Are you, can you eat a lot of hot stuff? Yeah, that means no, probably. Uh, would you eat some ghost pepper salsa? Okay. Um, let's dump that into the mix here. Name the hottest of these. I'll try to come up with four peppers, all right? And I'm not going to say jalapeno, so don't worry about that. Name the hottest of these peppers, if you think you know what you're talking about. The Naga Viper. The Scorpion. The Carolina Reaper. Oh. Or Dragon's Breath. Which unofficially is the hottest of those four peppers? That's to be the Carolina Reaper. Actually, you'd be wrong. What? It is noted as the hottest pepper right now, but in the year 2021, because unofficially, the Dragon's Breath is about 400,000 more in the Scoville unit ratings. If, if the like. Carolina Reaper is at 2 million, the Dragon's Breath is known to be at 2,400,000. It's just not official yet. What was that first one that you read? Uh, <laughs> I was Naga Viper. I like the name of that. Naga Viper is 1.5 million. Viper. Doesn't even hold a candle to Dragon's Breath. I'll eat that. All right. You would try it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm impressed. I know. I mean, I've I've eaten many a salsa with dragon's breath. I'm not not dragon's breath. Sorry, I've eaten many a uh, salsa with ghost pepper. So we like make ghost pepper, naga viper. I think I threw that at you, but uh, the dragon's breath just not official yet. To give 2021 a chance to uh, because it's it really got exposed or not exposed. That sounds horrible. It got really introduced in the year 2020. In a strange year for <laughs> the hottest. Super hot dragon's breath chili pepper to get introduced. So it's anywhere from 2.4 to 2.6 million, depending on who has done the testing. But it's uh, right now, it 
can't claim the hottest pepper officially, like in the Guinness Book of World Records, because right now that is the Carolina Reaper. And all the different Reapers that are out there are two million and above. Uh, so we had a, a gentleman, and you weren't here yesterday, so not bringing it up, but during the month of December, we interviewed a guy named Jeffrey Baker, who we call him Jeff the Pepper Chef. He has a pepper farm out in the Tomball area, and he has been growing some dragon's breath. And of course, everybody wants his plants and seeds, <laughs> so he's selling like seeds and dried dragon's breath peppers for many, many dollars, like, you know, $100 a pound type <laughs> It's crazy how much people will pay to have some of these hottest pepper seeds out there. And they're trying to propagate them from his growth and everything. So he's got a little side business going on. There is a little side hustle from a guy who was a, you know, extraordinary chef just in the real world. And he was a guest on this radio program and we ended up talking about some of these and he brought this is how I hate to use the word uh, starts with an A <laughs> about it, is that he's got he is Got a chart of all his peppers and their Scoville unit ratings. It's crazy. He keeps up with this uh, a lot. So, well, I'm going to be interested to see how his farm produces and what his farm produces um, this coming year as well. And the reason I mentioned yesterday is because one of our callers, Marty in Fairfield, has been tapping into his resources because she, too, wants to grow a ton of peppers and wants to learn from the experts out there. But it was a lot of fun watching him take that from, you know, I didn't get to see him plan anything. I didn't get introduced to Jeff the Pepper Chef until he was a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so into his growing season. And he was having an issue or two. He called the radio show live, ended up going out there, meeting with him, gave him some advice. It worked. And course now we've been friends ever since <laughs> and he does make some great hot sauces he makes the kind of hot sauces you shake out of the thin bottle not salsas out of this and he's got uh, he's got one called angry <laughs> it's got all the reapers in it and everything else and he plans on calling it next year pissed off <laughs> From angry to pissed off. It's becoming more enraged, everything. So it should have that super hot dragon's breath chili pepper in there. So that that would be a, that would be a tough trivia question as an example. I want to make it easy for you. Uh, Nikki, uh, I, I tested her when she was leaving the studio last time about the strawberry. I'm not going to be that difficult with your gardening question or your 1962 trivia question. So don't hesitate to call in if you want a chance at the free book. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. 212-KTRH is 212-5874. If you got your gardening question and you want to ask a trivia question, or you got your gardening question and you want to reverse the trivia question on me, I'll be happy to take those calls as well. If you just got a garden question, give us a call. If you want a chance at the free books, give us a call. 713-212-KTRH. All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome back. This is The Garden Line. Got a full board of questions. I think I have one trivia question up there from Harry in the Galleria, but let's get to the questions. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Curtis Northside, good morning. Good morning. What's up? I heard you talking about the strawberries, um, 100 seeds on them. Could you use those seeds to grow more strawberries? Yeah, if you knew how to propagate them properly, but it's that is a tough call. 
Uh, I don't know enough about propagating those seeds to give you any advice on it, but I guarantee you there's going to be some information on the Internet. Uh, probably There's probably a YouTube video on how to do it. They're going to probably tell you to soak the the seed soak the seeds off of the the strawberry in a vat of water and then you're going to have to dry those out but they're so tiny and how you keep those uh from going bad is probably going to be my biggest question but i'm sure there is okay i mean the simplest answer is really nurseries and garden centers will have these little strawberry plants for sale in february now am i going to get a crop of strawberries in 2021 if i buy one probably not but if you take the time here in the Houston, the Southeast Texas region, to grow them for more than a year, like if I plant them in February and really do all the right things by the soil and all the right pro- um, uh, taking care of techniques, the right feeding, the right soil, the right moisture, a year from now, you can have a huge strawberry crop because they produce very early in the year. But So for people to grow them right now, um, you, and to start them by seed, yeah, you're going to have to have the, the pre-moistened seed trays, and you're going to have to learn how to work with, uh, with tweezers on those tiny little seeds to get them in the soil. Um, if yeah. you are, if that sounds like something fun for you, go for it. But for me, that's a little bit too tedious. That's why it's so easy for me to buy pro, uh, what they call transplants that are already growing like that. And okay. it, we're, we're talking like a buck seventy-five for a transplant. It's not bad. No. Okay, well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, while we're at it, Elsa had a strawberry question, apparently, too. Elsa's on the west side. Morning, Elsa. Good morning. Uh, my question is, uh, I guess, about three or four. Uh, what is the right soil and when to feed and what? And the main thing is what to do to keep something from eating up the roots. What, you're talking about strawberry plants? Yeah, strawberry plants. Something yeah. always eats up the roots. Hmm. Well, I know that if you're planting them, well, first of all, they need to be in containers, right? The best strawberries are in containers. They make strawberry pottery, so you have uh, little portals on all sides, and they come out and they hang from that. Or if you are going to really do strawberries the right way, they have to be superior raised beds. And when we talk about like my raised beds for vegetables are about 10 to 12 inches high. A, a strawberry raised bed I've seen as much as two feet high because you need to have them cascade off of those raised beds. Right. This is not something you just put in the ground, and if you do, you're going to have things like moles and voles and uh, other critter, critters that come from down under and like to eat the roots and pull them down. I, I just mentioned my friend Jeff the Pepper Chef, Jeff Baker. He had an issue with a pocket gopher of some kind that was eating the plant from the roots and pulling it in, almost like a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. It was like pulling the plant down into the soil until it got to the actual peppers and then gave up. So it's interesting. But let's start with just the basic soil. So you want to have a superior raised bed or a uber container, and it's got to be well-drained soil. We like rose soil as a starting base for all our vegetable beds, and we can use fruit as this, too. So two parts rose soil, one part compost. Many of our providers, from Nature's Way Resources to the ground up, they already make a soil by the bag that you don't have to add compost to. So there's enough compost in there for you to do the strawberries in. Don't ever buy potting soil for this, and don't ever buy uh, you know what we consider indoor plant type soil for 
uh, strawberry plants. They'll feed on just about anything. You know, we talk about uh, products like Microlife, 624 for fruits. One of the best strawberry foods out there. You don't have to buy a huge bag. They sell it in seven-pound jugs as well. But Microlife 624, the uh, the orange label one, that's local as well. Um, and then, like I was trying to tell the previous caller, this is about a year-long protocol, the year-long procedure. So the more time you put into it for the next 12 months, the more productive it's going to be in February, March of 2022. Anything else? Uh, well, what what do you put in the ground to keep something from eating up the roots? Well, I'm not going to plant it in the existing ground. I'm going to make a raised bed. And if I make a raised bed, then that critter is not going to come from underneath to take care of that. So if you're planting it just in the ground, yeah, you're going to deal with this all the time because I can't be putting a bunch of chemicals out there just to get rid of the critter and try to grow the strawberry at the same time. I'm not going to do that. But a raised bed, a definitive raised bed, or, and as I said at the beginning of this, the containers, look at strawberry containers. They look like pottery, but they have a lot of holes in them. And if you look at uh, people that grow strawberries locally, like uh, Froberg's Farms down in the is it, uh, Pearland area, yeah, Alvin Pearland uh, area, there's Froberg's Farms. Really good education this spring to learn what they do. Uh, these are superior raised beds, like, even though we're not, like, they're not, they don't have stone and wood around them like I do on my own. These are just, these are berms. These are like two foot tall berms. And unless you're going to plant two foot tall berms, you're always going to have that problem with critters coming from underneath on the strawberry plants. All right, we've got to take a break. We're at the quarter of the hour. We've also got Marty, Harry, and Mike and Willis. Uh, Harry is going to try a trivia question, apparently. And we'll get all that coming back on this break. 713-212-KTRH. Your grass is greener with a touch of lemon. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. Well, I saved my pennies and I saved my dimes. Marty in Fairfield, you're up next. Hey, Randy. Hey, Marty. Good morning. Good morning. What, we didn't answer all your questions yesterday? Uh, no. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> hey, I'm going to be digging up some agapanthus around my deck and um, and making it into the vegetable garden that I want to do. Once I dig those up, should I bring in the rose soil first and build it up, build it back up? Because I'm going to be taking a lot of dirt with those agapanthus. Yes. And, and then do I need to amend it? Probably not. Like, if you build the bed and keep the dirt around the roots of the agapanthus, and okay. that that has to. So you're going to build the beds first, so that when you get ready to do the move, it it's out of the ground for as little as time as possible. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give the agapanthus away. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm. They, Is that where you're going to build over. this vegetable bed? Yeah, I'm going to take them totally okay. out. All right. Yeah. yeah, they're they're not they're not going back into my landscape. Well, uh, then put them in a container with some really good rose soil, and then then before you give them away. Okay. All right. All right. And then when I go back in with my vegetable garden, 
um, I just come in, bring the rose soil, build it back up, and then I don't need to do anything else. I just start planting. Oh, well, I'll, I'll add things like azomite. I'll add a little bit of like microlife. I'll just kind of incorporate, yeah. incorporate, incorporate, and just kind of keep turning it so that everything is fully incorporated. Okay. All right. Then can you ask me a trivia question? I'd like to get your book and that spice book. This is so. So this is so simple. What were we just talking about? What's the name of the closest strawberry farm in the Houston area? Man, I don't eat strawberries. (laughs) That's not fair. Uh, I don't know, it started with a D or a B. Well, okay, I'll do. I'll do one more for you. What was the title of the book, New Decade Gardening, originally? Uh, Um. Gardening, Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast Gardening. Don't say 2020. Huh? Page 2020? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Gulf Coast Gardening and Oh, God, I try wife, to make it so easy. Your wife. My wife made me change the name from the what? Name. You ha- you're almost there. Just give me the full title of what it was supposed Gulf, to be. Gulf. Keep going. Gar- Gulf Coast Gardening. And... In the year? In, in year 2020. Yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we try to make this simple. All right. So, Ed, do you want the second book or not? Yeah, the one with the spices, How to Grow yeah, Your Own Spices. Yeah, okay. I got rid of one of those yesterday, How to Grow Your Own Spices. All right. Yes. They got to be able to, I can't bring it to you, so you got to be able to drive to the radio station to get, no, pick I'll it up. Come, I'll come down. All right. The well, I'm going to put you on hold. What? AG will take down all your pertinent information and make a note of growing your own spices as the second book. Speaking of trivia, here's Harry in the Galleria. Good morning, Harry. Hey, good morning, Randy. How you doing? Good. So you're going to ask me the question, or you want me to ask you the question? Yeah, I was going to ask you the question about 1962. It was a great year, by the way. Yes, it is. Uh, the question Just is really what? not so great music. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. What uh, big-name Hollywood actress committed suicide in 1962? 1962. Was that uh, Marilyn Monroe? You got it. Congratulations. You got it. You want to try another one so you can actually win the book? Yeah, I'll I'll take one from you to try to win the book. All right, good. Uh, See, I like that. Uh, Let's see. 1962 trivia questions. Uh, 1962 was the height of the Cold War and saw the release of the first Bond movie, Dr. No. However... Which Bond book was published in that year? Uh, th- uh, Thunder something? Thunderball? No. Golly. Y'all are making this more difficult than it needs to be. Okay, how, how's... Um, in the Chinese Zodiac, which animal is associated with 1962? The dragon. Yeah, I think you're right there. <laughs> I have to assume Thank you're right you. on that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> let me let me double check this real quick. Uh, oh, Ken Kosh, incomplete. Okay, we're gonna assume you're right until I have a chance to double back on this. I didn't have my trivia stuff up uh, like I did for um, asking gardening questions. <laughs> 1962 uh, zodiac Chinese. It was the tiger. Golly, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get you a copy of my book anyway. <laughs> that's how that's gonna put him on hold. Uh, get Harry's calorie because we were not set up for that kind of trivia. But we're gonna do it again this next hour. We'll be a little bit better at it. 
uh, we just ended up with more gardening questions than trivia. Uh, but we'll definitely do a lot more trivia in the coming hour and other questions like Mike and Willis. Hang tight, Mike. You'll be the first garden question up next hour. And then 9 o'clock, don't forget, we got Dr. Joe Galati. What up, G? He's going to be along for the ride. Uh, Eating Yourself Sick is his new book. Man knows a lot about this stuff, and uh, I'm going to quiz him. I'm going to ask him lots of questions, very journalistically, because I'm going to take a lot of notes because I want it to be uh, my New Year's resolution, too, for 2021. So hang tight. If you're on hold, we're going to get your information. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Garden Line. We're halfway done with today's show. Three quarters of the way done with Garden Line for the weekend. That's how the math works out because we do it every Saturday and Sunday exclusively here on News Radio 740 KTRH from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., both Saturday and Sunday. So that was the weirdest. Why did you turn so slowly and try to look around? Are you stretching your neck? Oh, okay. You don't need to close it for me. If you need to close it for you, close it for you. But it looks great out there. It's a beautiful, clear, sunshiny day. Need that. I want to go out and play disc golf today. Where was disc golf when I was like your age? We played Ultimate Frisbee when I was your age in college. Really like disc golf. I wish this was something I picked up a lot longer ago. But I'm trying to make up for lost time. Been playing it a lot these days. Keeps me young. And frustrated at the same time. <laughs> so um, somebody called this program and said he was affiliated with or started a disc golf course up in the just south of the Woodlands area over on Gosling. This is called Spring Creek, which has a golf course and a disc golf course together. If you're listening, call me back. I'm sorry I didn't take your information down. I'd love to be set up to go play there one day, get a look and see what that disc course is like. Of course, mostly we play it as the free availability, <laughs> the public parks that have some disc golf set up. There's a little school over in the Cypress area. I went to junior high school, uh, Goodson, Goodrum, Goodson. I think it's called Goodson. They have some disc golf course chained holes, but this, you know, <laughs> it's a little too short for my likings. So anybody, anybody been, is it Zub, Z-U-B-E, there's a park out in Hockley 
that made me think about that when we had our call from Ruthie in Hockley today. There's supposedly a disc golf course out there in Hockley. So that's kind of another New Year's resolution for me. I'm going to play a lot more disc golf. I'm going to play a lot more golf than I have in a while because, well, I finished the book last year at this time, and I played no golf in about a year and a half time span because uh, that's sick. <laughs> Just used the book as an excuse to not play golf at all. But we're going to be playing more golf, more disc golf, because the book's written now. I just got to get out and do some events and book signings and appearances, and we will in the year 2021. We just haven't got that all set in stone yet, and probably won't for the next two, three weeks. We're taking our time, letting you know COVID-19 play itself out a little bit, see how the um, vaccinations go. But we did a really nice job with some book signings and all of our event. The people that hosted the events did a remarkably good job uh, dealing with the COVID-19 and us wanting to do the book signing and so the social distancing. And it worked. It worked so well that I can't wait to do some more book signings and appearances here in 2021 because you get the book in the hands of many people out there. The book New Decade Gardening. I'll give you some free ones today, but you got to answer a trivia question or you got to stump me with a trivia question or two. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, was it Walter? Who was our Harry? Was it Harry? Harry and uh, well, the last call. <laughs> we tried to make it easy for her, but it, it kind of fell apart on us. So we'll be a little bit better prepared for 1962 trivia questions and or me asking uh, this hour if you want a chance at winning one of the books. It can be horticultural trivia. It can be 1962 trivia. We're trying to make it easy for you. But we're giving away free signed copies of the book today, in other words, on the air. But we have to do it via trivia. I'm not, I can't just take your name. You have to earn it. Right? you got to earn it. And uh, we'll do some events coming up in 2021. I know there will be a couple of home and garden shows. I'm pretty confident we'll do a Sci-Fair home and garden show because there's a lot of room there to pull that off. Um, I'm very interested in knowing whether you guys... How many of you would show up if we did a home and garden show? It's called Lake Houston Home and Garden Show. I'm not exactly sure where that's going to be, but it's going to be at some community center out there near Lake Houston. I'll get the details on that as we get closer to the end of January. But these won't even start happening, uh, home and garden shows, this year until March. I know in the past we've done stuff at the end of January, 1st of February. But one I'd like to go back to, but uh, we got to figure out how to make this spacing work right, is uh, had a really good time at what I consider the... Uh, Montgomery County Home and Garden Show. First couple they've ever done out there, uh, kind of to replace the Woodlands Home and Garden Show uh, because the Marriott basically didn't want them doing a Home and Garden Show. I don't think anymore they made it re- too, truly restrictive, whether it was financially or space-wise, to keep pulling off that Home and Garden Show. So they moved it to uh, Montgomery County Community Center. I'll get the proper name of that when we get closer to the end of January as well. But these are the ones that we're thinking about doing an event on. Almost assuredly, two or three of those will happen. Also, we'll have some uh, nursery garden center type events in the year 2021, especially outdoor garden centers. Like I can totally see us doing something at a place like an Enchanted Forest or Enchanted Gardens or Cornelius Nurseries, and we'll be outdoors, so to speak, um, and make sure that we have the right spacing and everything, because we pulled it off fairly well. Uh, I'm not giving myself the credit on this. I say we. uh, All the proprietors of the Ace Hardware stores and nurseries that we did a book signing at from mid-November all the way through December 19th went very well. I, it totally exceeded my expectation, and I was very humbled by the whole thing. And some of the great comments, people came up talking to us about being able to do something like that and do it outdoors or at the Ace Hardware stores. All those Ace Hardware store owners really stepped up their game on that. And 
we we were able to do it and it was humbling it really was but i was just glad we got to do it so we know we can pull it off in 2021 as well where and when we're going to be i'm not sure we're going to figure those uh, those locations and times and dates off in the next uh, couple of weeks because we probably won't be doing anything till at least mid to late february so we got a you know good 45 days to figure out some times and dates and then we'll start booking these um we're also looking we mentioned it yesterday no one came in with any but um uh, a couple on emails did but we're looking for suggestions maybe some places you'd like to see us visit that we haven't been to in a long time just uh, have to make sure they have enough room for us to pull a a uh, you know social distancing book signing off or appearance off and, uh, and we we had some great ones like I, the Cinco Ranches hardware that one was amazing um, they did such a great job with that one the very last one I think I did was uh, the Langham Creek Ace hardware God bless them they they were really they had it set up so perfectly and uh, I think that was the one we ended up signing the very most books. Maybe it was because it was that close to Christmas. Uh, it all started with M&D Supply in Beaumont, and we did, not, we did not know what to expect, but totally exceeded my expectations. I ended up signing somewhere around like 42 to 45 books, and uh, it just got, got better and got a little bit better each uh, of the progressive book signings that we did. And I had a blast, and I look forward to doing that for you guys up into uh, 2021 as well. Uh, the book is good for a long time, so don't worry about that. It's not going to run out of information here in 2021. Uh, the joke with Marty and Fairfield was, and so that Andrew knows what I'm talking about, my new book, New Decade Gardening, was originally titled Gulf Coast Gardening 2020. My wife made me change the name in December after we had basically gone through about three edits on the book already. And before we went to sat down with the layout publishing people, she explained to me why, and uh, I admittedly fought it. <laughs> for about an hour, and it's like, but, but then we got to go through the entire book and change this and change that. And since he, but the main point she got across to me, and turned out to be so salient, was that if you title it Gulf Coast Carding 2020, what happens when you get to 2021? People are going to not buy it. Huh. Okay, I see what you mean. So we just call it New Decade Gardening, a Gulf Coast Guide. And it is available at nurseries, garden centers, Ace Hardware stores, and feed stores all throughout the region as of today. And if any of those stores I just mentioned are missing, you know, copies, you've run out, you've sold out, you let me know. You just email me, randy at ktrh.com. I will be happy to get you restocked within the next week. Here's Mike and Willis. Thanks for the patience there, Mike. I had to explain all that going in before we get to next hour, too, because we won't be talking about the book or any trivia once we get Dr. G in here. What up, Mike? Yeah, uh, Randy, I'm the person that you talked to about disc golf, the Spring Valley Golf Course. I built it, by the way. Oh, that uh, you were the one. Okay, that's what I was trying to. I, yeah. I was under the impression I needed to talk to you a little bit about that. I was When you drive by it, I don't ever remember hearing or seeing anything about disc golf. It just says golf course, the yeah, sign out well, on the street. It was, it was When I bought the place, it was a golf course. And then we came in, I bought a dozer and a backhoe, and I. I made a golf course or a disc golf course around in the woods, and then we put another course on the course itself. So the first throw is a thousand feet if you fall on the golf course. There's two courses up there. Oh wow! Rated one of the top top five. Yeah, I heard it's one of the top in the state. Yeah, and the girl that I sold the course to, she was uh, one of the top women's players in the U.S. 
Uh, and, you know, they probably got about 20,000 types of discs there. That's you know, what caught my attention looking up on the Internet the other day. It's like it looks like a yeah. pro shop for disc golf like no other. Yeah, no, I I made her a lot of money when I sold that to her. So, <laughs> but anyway, can you get us on for free since you have that connection? Yeah, just go on there and tell you. Uh, you said that you talked to Mike and um, that you mentioned Spring Valley Golf Course, and uh, I bet you get a free forever. Yeah, uh, let me do this I, for I, you. I, I, when I get done talking to you about your garden question. I'm going to put you on hold. I'd like to get your information down from my producer so that I can get in touch with you via email or even text, okay? Yeah, and um, I've got a plant trivia question, too. I think I can stump you. All right, but... well, you have a question question? Let's get that out the, out there first. Yeah, I've got about 15 um, citrus trees in a greenhouse. I'm gonna, They're about 30-gallon buckets. I'm going to transfer them to the 65-gallon buckets permanently because uh, I lost about 20 trees in my orchard. And uh, can I do it? Can I wait? Can I do it now, or should I wait till spring? I'd wait, if, especially if you're in Willis. Wait. Well, actually, it's farther, even farther north. Yeah. Then uh, wait, wait, wait. Acres. Yeah. Talk to me yeah, uh, February first. Okay. Okay. That way we can stay in touch. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to you about that February first. Don't worry about it right now. Okay. All right. What's your What was your trivia? Okay. Um, Explorer Captain Cook. Because uh, he didn't have orange trees, what plant did he use to prevent scurvy and to build the crew's immune system? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I know it would have to be something that he got from, what, the islands or anything. I've got Was it sauerkraut? No. Nope. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> it's... Uh, well, there's about three different names. It's New Zealand tea tree, a manuka plant, and then another one is uh, it's about four inches long. But it's the manuka plant. I've got about 50. Do we know the manuka plant here at all? Do we eat anything known as manuka? Um, that's just a plant. I use it to put in tea and stuff. I drink it about every day. But um, it's a uh, it builds your immune system. Oh, wow. According to... If, if you look it up, the Manuka plant or New Zealand tea tree, it, he uses it up in New Zealand, I guess. And there's only two places in the world that I've found that got them. I had to order them, special order. I killed about 30 of them until I finally got <laughs> 15 of them to grow. All right, let me do this. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Okay. Don't, don't run away. Don't hang up. Um, young AG, get every bit of personal data you could get from Mike and Will. It's funny. I was asking. I didn't know that was one and the same, and I was that was like meant to be. I was asking about disc golf. He was already on hold, and he is the guy who called about that. So interesting, but my point about I'm more interested in disc golf than I ever have been in my entire life these days. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. Hang tight, Joe, and Bayou Vista, Carl, and Spring. We'll get right back to you. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Make your neighbors green with envy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> the computer just went down. So you want me to play some music? Is that what you're trying to say? 
All right, I thought we could do this. song set aside years ago God, a long time ago when uh eight years plus ago when we bought the property out in rosa so like i'm gonna be farming all right morning everyone welcome back this is the garden line we got a full board so let's get after it seven one well minus one so somebody can sneak in with their question or their trivia question, or you want me to reverse the trivia, you can ask me the question. 713-212-KTRS. We're giving away copies of my book, along with some other freebie books. You can get two, or just mine, depending on what you want. Uh, and hopefully, um, I'm going to get, if you got some information on our friend in Willis, we're definitely going to send him a copy of the book. Because of the disc golf connection. 713-212-KTRH. couple lines now open since that got processed that you can get in on whether you have a question or you want to play the trivia game. Joe, Bayou Vista, good morning. Hey, Wendy. I've got a bamboo plant that's 16 years old. When I got it, it was 8 inches tall. Now it's 10 feet tall. And a few months ago, all of the leaves on it started dying. Am I overwatering it, or has it just reached its life expectancy? The only way I can answer that authoritatively is that I saw the damage that the plant is enduring right now. Um, I could tell you whether that's overwatering or not. There's a good chance you are overwatering it because uh, bamboo has got such a dense root system uh, that it doesn't. It takes. Uh, just a couple of really intense things to happen to it to kill it because they're, it's so prolific, right? It's so funny. I got to tell you, little, let me pull you aside for a second. <laughs> you know, we're working with a new producer, the young AG, and he took down some what he thought he heard, which is an actual plant. Uh, there is it's the honey bun plant that I thought he was going to be asking about because uh, AG wrote up on the thing, instead of bamboo, he wrote Bun B. And I think that's oh. just because of the local rap artist, Bun B. <laughs> oh, okay. I know, so I'm like going, is this guy going to ask about the honey bun plant, which is a really yeah. cool little hybrid <laughs> plant out there, but that's not it. So we're talking about bamboo. So now I have to wrap my brain around what's killing your bamboo. And it is one of the things. People overwater bamboo, and it doesn't really need that much. Okay. So if, I, I don't know if there's it. any way of getting a shot of it to me. Uh, we got to work it through email, but that'll have to be on next Saturday's program. Well, I could I could send a picture via telephone. Yeah, that's. But I, I, what what telephone number would I? Send you don't it send to? it via telephone. What you do is you go take a picture of it. Go to uh, go to ktrh.com right now. Send an email saying need permission to send a picture. All right. Well, okay, I don't have a computer. Oh, you don't do that. No, well, you can't do it by phone that, because we're okay. dealing with just the computers in front of us right now. But okay. let's, you know, you can still try that for next week if you need to. But look, you get a lot of yellowing on bamboo, you're overwatering it. If you need, if you still have some life left into it, I know you can't stop the rains, but if you are, if it's in an area where it's getting too much moisture from an irrigation system, stop that right now. Here's Carl in spring with a palm tree question. Morning, Carl. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. What's up? Okay, I'm looking to uh, plant about four or five good-sized Mexican fan palms. And two questions. Where can I get them at a good price, and when do I plant them? Um, I'm not sure if they're going to give you 
the recommendation of the Mexican fan palm is the best palms for this area. But the best pricing on any palm trees is going to be Verdant Tree Farm over on Barker Cypress north of I-10. Okay, great. Now, they may have another recommendation for you. I would actually just go online first. V-E-R-D-A-N-T, VerdantTreeFarm.com. Okay, great. Thank you. And they may talk you out of the Mexican fan palm. That's where I'm hesitating. And they may try to, if you really, this is going to be a permanent solution, they may give you some better suggestions. I'm not saying it's the worst, because I, I have written about it in my previous book, Texas Tough Gardening. I have a whole section in the that old book related to palm trees. Yeah, By the I way, I found I about 24 of those books. I say found, but I gathered up about 24 of those books. We're going to have them for sale at upcoming book signings. Uh, just keep that in mind, too. But Carl, for you, just let's start with the best choices for the best prices, plain and simple, going to be Verdant Tree Farm on Barker Cypress, just north of Clay Road. Arlen, Northwest Side, hang in there, because I know you have a question, and you want to do the trivia. And Propecia, we're going to try in Sugarland with a 1962 trivia question coming up as well. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740, KTRH, 713-212, KTRH. We've got one more half hour for your Garden Line questions. Okay, so you need to get those in ASAP. And then at 9, 10 o'clock, we might take some questions for Dr. G, that's for sure, but it won't be gardening related. So I got my buddy, Dr. Joe Galati. He's uh, kind of one of our KTRH family members here. He's had a medical show for many years and, and on the weekends and the evenings, I do believe. He'll, he'll give us all the details on that when he gets in here. But it's, more importantly, he's got his new book, Eating Ourselves Sick. And it's a very important book for this day and age. So hopefully you guys will benefit from it as well. And we might just give away a couple of copies of that next hour as well. You on the schedule. Lemon Law number one. Thou shall follow the schedule. Garnet Line with Randy Lemon. everyone. Welcome back. This is The Garden Line. Let's get back after it. It's a busy morning. Got to get as many of these questions in and uh, trivia in because next hour, I know for a fact, we will be talking to Dr. Joe Galati because he's in the building. What up, G? <laughs> I'm sure he's so sick of that in his life, too. Uh, Arlen, Northwest Side, good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, happy early birthday. Um, I have an enclosed... Uh, patio. Um, what I mean by enclosed is I have the uh, the house surrounded on three sides. Yeah, kind of uh, like a pseudo atrium. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the opening facing uh, south. Um, I've never really had any luck with potted plants out there. Uh, they don't like succulents. Uh, so I was curious if you might have any. You know, easy, you can do succulents. Local. It's all about the soil, and the soil just has to be very sandy, kind of a gravelly. It's got to have the superior drainage. Um, I pr- I'm going to write about succulents in the coming year and upcoming tip sheets and stuff just because I found it to be super easy, but it all starts with the soil. And like for me, I'm covering them on nights that it's getting below 35, but uh, you that's easy. And an atrium likes, I have mine kind of like you're talking about, almost pseudo atrium style in the backyard, all encompassed by three to two walls. And they have all thrived out there. Okay, so it's, it's really about the soil. 
If you can find cactus soil, it works. Anything uh, non-succulent that you might recommend? like any Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, uh, I could probably go off on, on that for a long time. Consider anything that you would think of for an indoor plant that's tropical in nature will work out there. And again, on freezing nights, you might want to either bring them in or protect them. There's so many great uh, plants out there. If you look up anything I've ever written about indoor house plants, from ficus trees to uh, the mother-in-law tongue plant, any of the pothos ivies, um, I'm uh, particularly fond of what's called the money tree as well. And I mean, the list goes on and on. I wish I had one of my old books and like pull up one of those old lists for you. Uh, but they're definitely out there. You can Google search Randy Lemon like indoor house plants made easy, and find anything I've recommended over the years. And then think um, of and a, then think of in containers, bigger containers, any shade loving plants for the landscape will go great in containers like that as well. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, utilize that space. A, I like utilizing my space like that too. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to look out on there. So, yeah, that um, puts a smile on my face every time I look out. Uh did you think you had a trivia question too? Uh yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I had one for you actually. One okay. Um, what, uh, fast food, uh, chain, uh, it's a Mexican fast food chain, opened its first store in 1962 in California. Taco Bell. Yes, sir. That's too easy. (laughs) Okay. Um, have you covered what, uh, the top song was in 1962 as far as number of weeks on the uh, charts? No, I didn't. We didn't go that. So I, you'd stump me on that. So let me take a wild guess. How about, um... Ray Charles. Was it a Ray Charles song? Uh, yeah, you're right, actually. A Ray Charles song. So I just don't know which uh, one. We were, we were coming up with songs from 1962. I'll put you on hold. We'll give you a copy of the book. Uh, take his personal information down. That's Arlen on the northwest side. Um, that we, We'll take that information for sure and get you a copy. But you have to come to the radio station to get it. But we were looking at that list of the top 100 songs, and it was like peppered with Ray Charles and the four seasons. <laughs> so like they had the majority of the top songs. So that was just a calculated guess that it was a Ray Charles song. So yay me, but I, I don't know which one. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's go to Manuel in uh, Channel View, and then we've got to take a break. Manuel, good morning. Good morning, Randy. What, do we, can, what can we help you with, sir? My Satsumas have been played with uh, citrus rust mites. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea what it was. I thought my sasumas were getting burnt by the sun. But then now my Meyer lemon, uh, lemons are getting affected. So how do I treat that? Or do I just throw the tree away? Well, no, you don't throw the tree away. And the fruit is still actually very edible. <laughs> okay, it, it just damages the outside, the, the, the skin on the outside. Don't, don't worry. The, the actual fruit, if you just juice everything, you can still utilize all the juice that's maybe still on there. Uh, the best way to keep the mites from uh, damaging the tree, and we call it a poor man's spray schedule, is you have to be very consistent starting in preferably March, maybe sometimes into February, but so once a month, every 30 days, with neem oil, N-E-E-M, neem oil. If uh, okay. you also are seeing the citrus leaf miners damaging the leaves, then you alternate the product spinosad in the middle of that too. So one week you're doing 
uh, neem oil next week we're doing spinosa. But if all your damage that you're showing this year is the the burnt looking effect from the citrus, uh, what do we call it, rust mites, or just the mites on the outer part of the skin, you can control that by making sure you're very active every couple of weeks, at the very least every 30 days with neem oil starting in March. On on the leaves and the fruit too, or just the leaves, the leaves are going to be a different malady altogether, a different insect. All right. So okay, if you're not so what, seeing what, any damage on the leaves, don't even confuse yourself with that right now. So what what do I spray? The fruit or Yeah, uh, well, pretty much the whole tree. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. The only time you don't, probably don't want to do the neem oil is if it's covered with blooms and then need to pollinate. You don't want the oil to be on the the flowers so that the pollination happens properly. That's the only time we pull back on the spraying. Once you develop tiny little fruit pea size or even bigger, you can do the very consistent spraying of the neem oil. And you can alternate spinosad in there if you want to. Quick little break. We'll be a couple more questions, and then we'll get to the 9 o'clock hour with Dr. Joe Galati and his new book, Eating Yourself, Eating Ourselves Sick or Eating Yourself Sick? Eating Yourself Sick. But he's got... Um, there's a subject matter he's very good at. And let's just say it's related to the liver because that's one of his specialties out there. Actually, I have a family member who's suffering or supposedly suffering from this, so I'm be very curious if he can give me some information I might be able to share with said family member on something very specific to the liver. So we'll do that with Dr. Joe next hour. Uh, but in the meantime, let's get as many questions as we can in until the top of the hour. We are soldiers of soil. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Scaring the young AG right now. Dancing. All right, who's been there the longest? That's going to be Propecia in uh, Sugarlands. Got a trivia question. Or am I asking you the trivia question? What do you want? Hi, good morning. Uh, happy uh, belated birthday. What, did, am I asking you the trivia or are you asking me? No, I, I'm asking you. Okay. I'm asking you, but happy birthday to you. Thank you very uh, much. What, yes, uh, what was the most popular car in 1962 and which new car was introduced? 1962. Well, is that two questions or what? Well, two questions. Maybe because they sound so easy, that's why I asked two. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess that the most popular car was probably like a what we consider a GM car, like a Chevrolet, but I don't know yeah, which one. Would I be half right on that? Yeah, half right. Yeah, yeah because yeah. They, we weren't into... The, the sports cars weren't the most popular. It was more of those sedans like that. So yeah. what, you, yeah. you had a second part of that question. What was the most popular? And what was the other part of that question? Uh, uh, the other was, uh, which was uh, uh, another car introduced. Oh, became um, very popular also in 1962. Which car model was introduced in 1962, which became very popular also. I have no idea. That's actually a good question. Okay. The first, yeah, first one was Impala. You're yes, right. Chevy yes. Impala. Yes. See, I knew I was yes. half right. Yes. Yeah, yes. And the second one was Mustang. The Mustang got introduced in 62. You're right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there, there is a, there's a picture running out, whether it's true or not, about Ford introducing a new Mustang model for 2021. It looks awful, <laughs> i got to tell you. Uh, they ruined it, if that's the case. If that's true or not, I don't know. Let me put her on hold. Um, if you can take her down, information down, I'm going to throw in... Oh, 
We'll find out. Take her information down. Find out if she wants, uh, let's see, the Rose Rustler book. She needs to choose between the Rose Rustler book or Bill Zach's Critters, which is all about insects. So we need to see what her second book is going to be. In the meantime, let's go to Audrey in Seabrook. Audrey, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year and happy birthday, Randy. Thank you. Make it quick as possible because we are going to run out of time. Okay, my question is, what is the fastest growing wood plant in the world? Are you talking as a trivia question? Uh, A trivia question, yes. Uh, The fastest growing growing is bamboo. We were just talking about it. Yes, I know. I heard the man asking you the bamboo You can't ask me easy questions like that. Like, sorry, that was way too easy. Let's try one more. Steve and Seguin. Morning, Steve. Real quickly, uh, happy birthday. And uh, how does it feel to have a, your new quickie is uh, now a 15-minute nap? <laughs> I, I don't take naps that much anymore. I used to. I Actually, okay. when I turned about 45, I was taking naps. But uh, I, I've gotten to where I don't have to take naps because I'm getting a full night's sleep these days. There you go. Uh, getting back to black-eyed peas and trivia, and, you know, there's many families of the black-eyed peas or beans, whatever you want to call them. Right. Uh, the uh, the heirlooms. Have you heard of them? In black eyed peas? Yeah. Well, they're a, they're a, like a first cousin. Okay. So, is this a trivia question? Well, yeah. Wh- wh- besides black, what color are some of the? Oh, eyes? purple. What else? Uh, uh, uh white. <laughs> Red, pink, and green. Oh, pink. You're right. Good. That's a good one. Yeah, I have actually seen that. Now I've seen purple. I've seen pink seen white i've seen the brown but yeah that's good okay we'll put him on hold again uh ask him if he wants either texas critters or lessons from great gardeners for his second book on that all right uh, so we'll take those information down from steve and propicia and then we're going to get to uh, dr joe galati in the new book eating yourself sick and uh we'll do all that if you have any questions for dr joe he'll set the stage for you and you can um Dial in at this number, too, 713-212-KTRH. We won the Touchdown Club Houston Offensive Player Award. I see that. No? I'm not not reading that correctly. He could be from the Midland area. Nope, there it is. Fort Ben Marshall. Boom! See, I thought he was from this area. So congratulations, Devin. Thank you for showing everybody your blazing speed yesterday. The end of the game. I'm, I'm like about another... All the other Aggie fans that probably, I'd have to say, are... 45 years old and older. We had, we'd all checked out by the end of the third quarter. <laughs> My buddy Doug was going off paying bills. I was going to go get ready for the garden line and everything. Couldn't stop watching it on the phone, though. 
And thankfully, they came back in the fourth quarter like that. So congratulations to them. Hey, let's have some fun here. Let's talk fatty liver. <laughs> Morning, Dr. Joe Galati. Randy, this is with all the years I've been here in Houston, listening to Garden Line and on the radio here, as you mentioned, to be here with you, absolute thrill. Oh, please. I am so glad you wrote your book okay? uh, for a lot of reasons uh-huh. on a personal level and just for a lot of people in the, the Houston area just and nationally that need to know about this. We need to back everybody up, though. All right? Let's talk a little bit about where, where you came from, what you've been doing in the Houston area, and then we'll get more detail in the next segments or two on the new book. But the new book is called Eating Yourself Sick. I showed this title to my wife, and she goes, you better get a copy of that <laughs> because she is a really healthy eater, and I'm not so much, but I have chosen... 2021, and then back in, in 2020, I said, you know, 2021 is going to be my year to do as much healthy eating as possible because I do. I grow a lot of my own vegetables and herbs, and I do know how to cook healthy. So it is going to be a total commitment in 2021 for me. Yeah, no, it's it's key. We are what we eat. And I, I've taken a little bit of heat for the title of the book. People say, well, it's a little too negative. It's eating dead on, sick, though. But it is absolutely, and, and it is... A wake-up call. It's a message for everybody. We are killing ourselves because of what we're eating and really what we're not eating. So back us up even more. Wasn't it? Was it over 15 years ago you started doing a radio show here at KTRH? Uh, March of 03. Oh, more March 50, of yeah. 03. That seemed and, like that. Uh, constantly every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock here on KTRH, and it's an hour, and it's the best hour of the week for me. I just love to do it. Isn't it fun doing radio? It is. I mean, people, and, and the, the great part is when guests come up here, and they're a little scared, and <laughs> the, the hour is over, they sit here, where I'm sitting, looking at you, and in disbelief that... That was that an was hour? So much, yeah, it was an hour. That was an like, hour? It was so much fun. Yeah. I, could, I could understand why you get a little bit of a high from it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this before, um, I, if I stop wanting to wake up to do the radio show on Saturday and Sunday mornings, I know I'm done. Right. Yeah. Like I, this morning, you know, I got up at 4.50, popped right out of bed, did what I had to do in the bathroom and yeah. came to work. And, you know, I think this is just a statement for everybody. When you love what you do, yes. it's not it's not work. And, yes, uh, I'm, I'm very busy at work. Uh, liver disease is a very tough practice. But every Sunday I show up here and, and a lot of my colleagues are like, oh, I'm post call. I'm on. I, co- I come up here if I'm on call. Or whatever. I've never had a leave in the middle of a, of a program, but you just make it happen if that is your mission. And certainly, it's it's fun for me. But the message we're getting out there is even more important. To everybody. Here's our one little connection in life. I think. All right. If I remember this correctly, you're from New York. I am. All right. When I was in the middle of my college career, if you will, I knew I wanted to be in broadcasting. Uh-huh. And I was talked into almost going to Syracuse. Wow. That's where I went to school. That's fine. I went to Syracuse University. (laughs) I came very close to transferring to a couple of different schools because I thought I was going to be the next, you know, Ron Franklin or Bob Allen or whatever that I wanted to do play-by-play. And I wanted to get into sports and everything. But I ended up staying at A&M and finishing my journalism degree there. Yeah. The great Newhouse School of Communications. And everything. So you went to Syracuse. Uh, where where'd you go to medical school? I went to medical school at St. George's University in Grenada, 
Okay. Oh, the Grenada. Grenada. Now, now, 1983, I was there. I was one of those students that was part of the in, invasion, Operation Urgent Fury, in September, uh, no, October of 1983. We went there to protect our medical students. Yeah, it was, it was that I'll come on or we'll talk about it another time. It was, a, it's a great story, great history lesson, but uh, things, things were pretty bad there and uh, at the brink and... Uh, Things got turned around. But I was there, got to meet the President Reagan at the White House. It was really, really pretty amazing. All right. So uh, how do you end up in Houston from basically New York via Grenada? Yeah. So I do my uh, residency training in New York City. Okay. And then through a series of twists and turns, I go to University of Nebraska in Omaha to do my gastrointestinal and liver disease and liver transplant training at University of Nebraska, which even to this day is one of the finest training programs in the world for liver disease. And um, from there, I figured my wife and I were newly married and we we told our family, okay, we're going to go there for three, four years, come back to New York. But the uh, a few of the surgeons and other colleagues I work with got recruited to University of Texas here in the medical center. And what happens is you recruit the people you know. And so I got recruited a few years later to come to Houston. And that was that was uh, almost uh, 27 years ago. Okay, now you have to answer these rapid fire, okay? Because then we have to take our first right. official break. Absolutely. You know how it works in radio. But answer a couple of quick app rapid fire questions for you. You're a liver specialist. That's Does right. that mean you do transplants? Uh, I do not surgically do the transplants. We have transplant surgeons. I take care of the patients up to and then after transplant. All right. You- Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are considered an expert in what we call metabolic syndrome. Yes. You can't explain that now because it takes longer than 30 seconds. But um, if you will, when we come back from the sure. break, uh, this is what I want you to break down. You, can, I consider you a liver specialist, yes. a metabolic syndrome specialist. What else are you? can you specially talk about? Someone might have a quick question sure. for you later this uh, morning. Things like viral hepatitis, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, fatty liver, which you mentioned about, autoimmune disease, cirrhosis, alcohol-related liver disease, big, big topic. Well, yeah. And, uh, of course, transplant drugs in the liver. Everybody wants to know if Tylenol is safe. Should I take Motrin? Uh, are these herbal remedies that people okay. are taking are safe? Well, it, it goes back to this the whole thing, the metabolic syndrome, the obesity, the diabetes. Right. Uh, all this is caused by? Our, e- eating. <laughs> eating our, the wrong stuff. That's, that's the name yes. of the book, Eating Yourself Sick. That's right. right. It could be eating yourself to death. That is true. You want to take a hard time? I think the title said subtitles would be Eating Yourself to Death. Yeah. So uh, I don't know why it took me as long to be as cognizant of it as well as being married for over 20 years to my wife, who's an exceptionally healthy eater. But I have enjoyed certain things, but I am ready to start setting aside and eating healthy. So he did not know this, that this was my New Year's resolution, but this book is perfectly timed for me. And you know what I would say, Randy, for everybody listening, it's never too late. It's never too late to do the right thing. Don't have this guilt trip that, oh, I let it go too long. 
trust me, you could turn things around. Yeah, I could probably get our buddy Chip Ensign here, right, Chip? And uh, he's totally transformed his life and his eating practices and in one year. It's amazing transformation going on with him. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I'm going to take a break. We've got Dr. Joe here for a little while, Dr. Joe Galati. Uh, what time is your show on on Sundays? 7 p.m. 7, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Right, right here on News Radio 740. KTRS, you going to do it live tonight? Absolutely. All right, cool. And uh, if you have any questions for Dr. G, I like saying that. I love saying that. Dr. G. Dr. G. <laughs> what up, G? Dr. G's in the house. <laughs> and when Dr. G's here on the air, uh, you can ask him your questions about any of the things we end up talking about. And uh, I'm very proud of your new book. By the way, Slick. This is a good-looking book, too, well, by the way, when you come from a marketing perspective. Yeah. The cover, actually, the, the gentleman that uh, designed the cover won a graphic award for that particular cover. And so, you could, uh, he, are you getting any heat for the skeletal uh, yeah, aspect? Yeah, okay. you know, it's again, it's the same Hold on, hold on to that like thought for just a second. Quick back, quick break. We'll be back with Dr. G in just a moment. This is the, the Garden Line, but we're going to be talking about eating yourself sick and how it does relate to Garden Line when we come back. 713-212-KTRH. If you got a question for Dr. G, 713-212-5874. Grow up, plant a garden. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Here with Dr. Joe Galati, Dr. G, we will call him many times throughout this conversation yep. this morning, uh, his new book, Eating Yourself Sick. I, I'm digging in on this tonight. Absolutely. All right. Definitely digging in on this tonight. Um, we mentioned metabolic syndrome. That sounds innocent. Right. What is it? Well, I would say for everybody listening, that is the key takeaway that we want people to know. So metabolic syndrome, anytime you hear the word syndrome, it's a collection of different oh. conditions. So with metabolic syndrome, it is truncal obesity. So it's that belly fat that people have. It is pre-diabetes or actual type 2 diabetes. It's high blood pressure. It is elevated cholesterol and uh, possibly low thyroid. And so collectively, that is metabolic syndrome. Not only does that put you at risk for cardiovascular disease, heart attack, and stroke, it puts you at risk for fatty liver. Roughly 75, 80% of people with metabolic syndrome also have fatty liver. That's where I come in. And here's the kicker. All of it's caused by our eating habits. It is. Well, I'd say it, nine out of 10 cases. That'd right. be fair enough? Yeah. I mean, without obesity, none of this will exist. People do not develop fatty liver. Very, very few, very small percentage of thin people have fatty liver. Almost nobody that is thin has metabolic syndrome. So this is a man-made created problem because of what we've eaten, which I talk about in the book. And it has to do with the availability of food, the availability of number of products in a grocery store, which has exploded over the last 10, 15 years. And we're in a uh, eat fast, fast food world. Nobody is cooking at home oh, anymore. Oh, and COVID-19 is not helping that at all. No. I, I mean, we talk <laughs> about the COVID-10, the COVID-15. People are eating and drinking more than we like to admit. I, I saw a statistic on the back of your book that scares me because I have kids who are 19 and 14 years old. Yeah. All right. That if present trends continue, an American 
has a 57% chance, and more half pan, 57% chance of being obese at the age of 35. That's right. Yeah, so it's the little kids now that are two years old, and everybody looks at them and says, oh, little, little Johnny is cute, he's fat, let him eat whatever you want, give him the chicken McNuggets, whatever. You're looking at this kid, you're looking at a crystal ball into the future that this kid is going to be saddled with diabetes, heart disease. And, and the, 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 the worst of it all, Randy, is that the children of today are not going to live as long as their parents. What? Yeah. They're not. They're, I thought it was supposed to happen the way other way around. No, 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 no. We we've got it all upside down, and this is data that cannot be argued. This and that is, this is what made you write the book. Exactly. All right. By the way, the book is called "Eating Yourself Sick." Subtitle: How to Stop Obesity, Fatty Liver, and Diabetes from Killing You and Your Kids. How can we get this today? Can I walk in anywhere, get it, or uh, can I get it online? You know, in this digital world, Amazon and Barnes and Noble and other online sources is the easiest way. What about your office? <laughs> my my office, yes, we have uh, we have. I'm a sorry, steady I just supply. think about that from a couple of movies where people yes. are leaving the, the psychiatrist's office. And here's a copy of my book, and she yeah. tells the secretary, "Bill him for the book." Later. Yes, <laughs> yes. If you find me in the street, I've got some in the back of the car as well, so. and uh, really nice looking too. But uh, I can't wait to get in it. You, uh, when you signed it to me, it was a little, peel back the curtain moment here. Yeah, you said the three F's are very important in this. Tell everybody what you mean by the three Fs. So the three Fs are family, faith, and food. And that all started when we lost my mom several years ago. And I was asked to talk at her service and to try to sum up my mother. Now realize, I grew up in New York. I am of Italian-Sicilian background. Somewhere between everybody loves Raymond and Seinfeld, I think, (laughs) is what my family was like. And uh, so my mother, family was first and foremost, the nuclear family, that we were close, we ate at the table, we did everything together. Faith, of course, we were very faithful. A lot of the things we did circled around our, uh, our parish. And the last F was food. Food was so important to our family. And my mother took unbelievable care and attention in preparing the food, she would look at a meal, a vegetable that she would cook for us, and almost sit there with joy on her face to say, look at what we are eating. The nutrition, it is clean. It's going to be healthy for you. And as a result, we all learned and loved to cook, prepare food, and feed our families, feed our friends and neighbors when they come over. And that is the joy, the three Fs. If we get back to that, Randy, of family, faith, and food, many of our ills will get better or go away, especially our health. And there's nothing worse than being sick. It really is a horror. Uh, so it can be that simple. Just like you know, when you talk about financial security, there's some basics in life that we need to align with. So eat well and exercise. And you did not discount exercise in this book. No, there's a chapter on exercise, and you have to move. The body was meant to move. Sitting still is a prescription for death. It really is. All right. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about how Garden Line can tie in very well yeah. with this new book and uh, treating ourselves a little better and how we 
feed ourselves. The new book is called Eating Yourself Sick by our buddy, our own KTRH, or if you will, Dr. Joe Galati. And we'll be back with, if you got a question for him about anything we have discussed so far, it's got to be about what we've discussed. Give us a call right now. 713-212-KTRH. Where your lemon lawn is always appealing. Yikes. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Oh, here's the 1962 song, right? <laughs> Can you believe that? Came out in 62. My birthday's tomorrow. It is. Yes. Well, 59 years old. Someone had, you've been doing Garden Line for half your life. I was like, no, I'm older than that. <laughs> That would have only made me 50. I'll be 59 tomorrow. Man, you know, I'm envious of, you you know, you're playing music from 62, but there's so many great songs that have flowers, plants, food, vegetables in their title. There is nothing. I left my girl and liver in San Antonio. <laughs> there, there's nothing like that out there, and I, I. Yeah, there's not a lot of songs about eating healthy here. Yeah, right. Yes. Yes. Okay, so let, let's tie this together. Garden line and. Uh, uh, Living. What should title your show on KTRH? Your health, your health first. Okay, let's tie Garden Line and your health first together. And I want everybody to build beds this year. We got a lot of people into building beds and doing vegetable right. garden and herb gardening last year, thanks to COVID nineteen. Some of them succeeded. Some of them did not. I don't want those that did not succeed right away to give up on this because, frankly, the very first chapter of my book, New Decade Gardening, can make everybody succeed with gardening because it all starts with the soil. So you build the beds properly with that advice. Here's the benefits, all right? Health benefits. All right, there's one at the end here that's totally up your alley, and I want you to take it from there. But you, when you're out there and doing gardening, it builds self-esteem. It's good for your heart, yes. working outdoors. It makes you happy. It can improve hand strength. It's uh, It basically gives you a boost of vitamin D being out in the sun. And then you're growing your own food to help you eat better. All of the above. And the, the key thing is, and, and as we were saying earlier, what I see with my patients that have metabolic syndrome, fatty liver disease, cirrhosis, their, their scope of what they're eating is very limited. But if you get a garden and you get advice from Randy Lemon to say, let me plant a bean or, or, or squash or cabbage or whatever, you're going to now experiment eating that food, which will be nutritious for you. Certainly growing it yourself is more nutritious. We need to eat more fruits and vegetables to improve our nutrition, control our weight, and all of the downstream health benefits of eating fruits and vegetables. And what fun to look at the vegetables and food that you make to say, you know what? I'm proud. I made these with my two hands in our backyard myself or with my family or my kids and getting them excited about food. Now, I know you and I, uh, we're tied together in one way because of Syracuse in, in a weird sense, but also we're tied together because you and I both love fresh, homegrown basil. Right. Got to cook with it. It, it. When I do not have basil growing <laughs> in the backyard, I feel life is, is bad. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. <laughs> and there's so many things. Just And again, for the, everybody listening today, if you just grew basil— and try to incorporate it into the meals that you make, it'll be that much more flavorful rather than bland food that is going to turn you off. 
give me two or three more vegetables or and or herbs that you say people if you'll start growing this and incorporating your food by a let's say a liver doctor's perspective yeah. an obesity doctor's perspective these are the best foods you can grow in your own i would say certainly to have basil to have the squash and zucchini it's very easy to grow green onions uh very easy to grow rosemary yes uh, we have rosemary like that that stuff grows like a weed. That is easy you to can, maintain. I've said if you can't it, grow rosemary here, yeah, you can give up yeah, on gardening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, with vegetables and soups and other, you know, even you know, roasted sweet potatoes, you mix that with some uh, some rosemary and get some fresh cloves of garlic and onion. It's heaven. It's absolutely heaven. I'm a big fan of spinach. Spinach is awesome. Okay, um, from a health perspective. I grow tomatoes like nobody's business. I grow garlic like nobody's business. I can grow onions like nobody's business. Everything. I'm just trying to give everybody an idea. There are so many different health benefits from, you know, if you say, if God put this one perfect vegetable or fruit on the earth, you got to have it for healthy eating, what would you say it might be? I'd say the, the ultimate healthy food, believe it or not, is probably cabbage. Now, cabbage, you have to have an acquired taste, but there's a lot of things you can do with cabbage. I think cabbage is going to give you the fiber, the antioxidants, something we call phytonutrients. It's good to uh, have your digestive tract grow the good bacteria with things like that. There's a lot of anti-cancer properties of of cabbage. But I've got a a question, talking about these herbs. (laughs) Would you rather say buy a a small plant of an herb or try to grow these from seeds? Is it in Texas, in Southeast Texas, unless you have a greenhouse, Uh it is better to buy them as transplants. Most of the independent nurseries and garden centers, mom and pop type garden centers sell transplants. That's got you started. You've gotten past that, whatever, 45, 60 days need to germinate the seed and the frustrations. And if you're there every day monitoring the grow factor on a seed, great. Take that time. It becomes the most cost-effective thing in the world. But you go to like a place, and I, I can use what's near my house, the Arborgate. They sell these tiny little vegetable transplants for right. maybe a, I'll say at most like a buck ninety-five. Right. So you like two dollars, you got a plant that's going to produce you know several dollars worth of tomatoes for you. Um, and the easiest things to grow are things like the onions, like you mentioned, the tomatoes, the squashes, the cucurbit crops, yeah. which are all really good for cooking with. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, and 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 I think for everybody just to experiment. We have you know a couple more months, and certainly stay tuned for when these are available. But you have to be a little daring. Step outside your your comfort zone to say either you're going to uh, make a bed or cook it or or uh, plant it in in a pot. Yes, but you have to step outside. We and, cheat Mother Nature on this show. Yes, the, the calendar, Mother Nature's calendar for Southeast Texas. When they say March fifteenth is the, the optimum planting date for a lot of things, we're going to try to cheat Mother Nature and get them in by February fifteenth. Okay, but have to really protect them if, it, if the night gets really cold. Yeah. So with a little bit of caution you can get these plants up and running but to 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 say in your head we are going to put health first i have and and part of the tough part is looking in the mirror to say i have high blood pressure i've got diabetes i've got pre-diabetes i've gained 20 pounds to be honest with yourself and to say i need to take these steps and part of the equation is 
eating better and doing things like this. If I got diagnosed, I'm just going to be on a little personal level for a family sure. member. I got diagnosed with fatty liver. I know it's, uh, it's diet-related, right. not uh, alcohol-related fatty liver. Uh, what would be the first two things you tell them they need to consider changing in their life? Making sure they don't have diabetes and losing weight. Now, fatty liver may sound innocuous. People are told, don't worry about it, just lose a few pounds. But little trivia here, fatty liver today is the leading cause of cirrhosis and leading cause of liver cancer. None of that is good. Now, what compounds it all is that people may not feel sick. They won't have abdominal pain. They won't have digestive problems. They won't have any swelling in their belly. They are just sort of under the radar screen until one day they show up in my office with cirrhosis or liver cancer. And you look back and you say, hey, you've had fatty liver for five years, 10 years. What did they say? Well, uh, not much. And so, again, part of the book and part of what we do every day with our patients or on the radio is awareness to say, if you have fatty liver disease, do not sit on it. You may need an ultrasound, blood tests to see the extent of damage, and if you're on a trajectory for something bad happening. And you mentioned already, and if you can tie this up in a pretty little bow on just this segment, you mentioned that all these things from the metabolic syndrome, they're silent. They are. Everything that you deal with for the most part, and you mentioned the fatty liver, it's silent. You don't really know you have it. Right. And so a lot of people will take the attitude of, if it ain't busted, don't fix it. If it ain't hurting. Yeah. (laughs) It must not be busted. If it ain't hurting, I'm not going to subject myself to tests and and biopsies and things like that. So the key thing is, if you have been told you have a fatty liver, if you've been told you have pre-diabetes, or as I like to say, a touch of diabetes, which is a fallacy, it's like having a touch of dead, right? You're either alive or dead. Uh, you know, your cholesterol you have is, it or you don't. Yeah. You, you know, you got a touch of cholesterol problems. These are early warnings that you need to get in and get checked out. Even if you feel great, even if you're exercising, even if you're cooking at home, you have to get checked out. Dr. Joe Galati. Uh, by the way, if anybody wants to look you up on the air, I mean, on the air, on the internet, don't you have a website yeah, with Dr. Uh, Joe Galati? DrJoeGalati.com. DrJoeGalati.com. And they, you can learn about his background, his history on all this. And, of course, you can also, I think, buy the book from there. But yeah. definitely buy it online. The book is Eating Yourself Sick, uh, Joseph S. Galati, M.D. And he's one of our KTRHers. He, you can catch his show tonight yeah. from 7 to 8 p.m. Yeah. right here on News Radio 740 KTRH. One more segment with Dr. G, and we'll be back in just a moment. Yeah, they say it's my birthday. Tomorrow it is. So uh, this is the year, too, that I... It's so... I don't know, it's coincidental and irony at the same time, coincidental right. irony, that uh, I was going to use 2021 as my uh, year to really focus on uh, cooking a whole lot better, cooking a whole lot right. healthier in the lemon household, because I do a lot of cooking and everything. I grow a lot of my own vegetables and herbs. So, uh, And then um, I'm listening to Dr. Joe talk to our staff at a staff meeting around December 12th-ish or something like that, and he's introducing his new book, and I'm like, I got to get this book. And I got to get to Dr. G on the air and talk about this. So, first of all, before we run out of time, congratulations. Thank okay? you. And uh, thank you for putting this together for, and, and this is nationally for worldwide. This isn't just for Houston. No, 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 no. Any Anywhere, it's, it's a universal problem. And it's not just, uh, obesity in America is not 
It's global obesity. Uh, countries that never had to face obesity ever are now being saddled with obesity. And a lot of it has to do with the import of processed foods yeah. from the developed world. All right. So let me see if we can get a question in here. I have Absolutely. no idea where this is going, but Brian's in Spring Valley. He has, it looks up there, it's some uh, fatty liver drink. Brian, good morning. You're on the air with Dr. G. Hey, Dr. G. Happy birthday. Um, is there any type of drink that would have an immediate effect with the fatty liver? Well, I would say no. See, people looking for quick fixes it, still, it, huh? It is. And, and I like to question an immediate fix. We hear this all the time. Is there a pill? And I talk in the book. It's, it's interesting. I talk about the pill mentality that people think, get a, I've got a problem, take a pill. Uh, instead, the pill is a serving of zucchini. But there's, there's no quick fix. It's going to be gradually turning your diet around, cutting out processed foods. And people want to know what is the best food, what food should I eat? I would say if you just avoid anything in a can box or bag, anything that has more than two or three ingredients. The other thing, Randy, and you'll like this, if the food you're eating does not rot, if you leave it out on the counter, don't eat it. <laughs> Oh, gosh, think you think that. about all the stories about Twinkies that might yeah. be 100 yes. years old. Uh, yeah, and and so the the key thing here is we have to train ourselves, rewire ourselves to eat real food. I like to say it, you want to eat earth food and not man food. So earth food came from the ground or had a mother. Uh, uh, man food came from a manufacturing Since it is plant. Sunday, I'll give you this, God's food. Yes. God's food is yeah. what you eat, too, um, as opposed to manufactured yes. man food. Yeah, exactly. And we all have bad habits, but when you look at what is at stake, your health, dying early, losing your job, because when, when you lose your health, your financial stability goes down. You are not enjoying life. You are spending time seeing me or going to the doctor and getting tests. And so... It, it creates such a bad ripple effect down the line. And that's the saddest part. And that's why I wrote the book. We're on the radio. And we try to educate the public to make better decisions. All right. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you tonight, tell them to tune in at 7 to 8 o'clock here on KTRH. 7 to 8. Uh, your Health First. DrJoeGalati.com is our website. Sign up for our newsletter. We have lots of things there to uh, I've got to a few of your copies. I'm going to give away next weekend. I'm going to find Absolutely. a fun way to tie it into vegetable gardening yeah. trivia, and we'll give away your book yeah. next weekend thank as you. well. Now, thank you for giving up your Sunday afternoon, if you will, before you have to come in and actually do your show. And thank you for the book. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to talking to you again down the line. Can I tell this one funny joke, though? Because he doesn't remember this, but one day, because he's had my cell phone for a while, or he did it on email, and I was asking a funny, I was being very tongue-in-cheek. I asked the question, hey, I got a class reunion coming up, blah, blah, blah. I said, how can I lose like 20 pounds in a week? And he wrote in, he said... Tell everybody what you wrote in. I believe it was eat broccoli, T-I-D, three Which, times a day. <laughs> eat broccoli three doctor, times a day. Doctor and, talk. And a lot of water. And you'll lose a lot of weight. <laughs>
You'll be at the bathroom a lot, though, That's right. Plenty of fiber. Dr. G, thank you very much. Randy, thank you. That was a blast. Let's do it again, okay? Anytime. Down the line and have fun with your show tonight. Thank you, young AG. We appreciate you getting it through the phone phone lines today. I'm going to go and step in there and line up those free books we're giving away Get our promotions department. And we're going to be doing a little bit of this next weekend, too, with my book and Dr. G's book uh, as well. The book is called Eating Yourself Sick. Joseph S. Galati, M.D., and he is based right here in Houston, and you can check him out online at drjoegalati.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.